Welcome to episode two of the Modern Agile Show. I'm Josh Karajewski, and today we are going to start with a story. The story is from this book right here, okay? Seeing David in the Stone. I've had this book a long time. It has a story in it about Thomas Edison, and I want to tell this story. Pardon? Who wrote the book? Who wrote the book? The book is by James Schwartz and Joseph Schwartz, okay? So this, thank you, Leo. Um, this story is actually pretty relevant because, of course, uh, tomorrow, November 8th, we are uh, electing a new president of the United States. And this story is about how Mr. Edison, a young Thomas Edison, uh, created something to allow Congress members to register their votes with technology. Okay. Now, let's talk quickly about modern agile, how it relates to the story before I tell it. Thomas Edison wanted to make people awesome with his new invention. This invention would allow Congress people to register their vote using his little device. Okay, they could register a yes or no for any piece of legislation. He thought that would make them awesome, right? He thought it would be a safer way to register your vote because you didn't have to, you know, speak. You could just basically press a button. Now, what he didn't do was he didn't experiment and learn rapidly. He did a whole bunch of work he got himself a patent and he got himself some investors. In fact, he thought he was gonna get rich from this. Also, he didn't really deliver any value continuously. He didn't go out with his experiments, talk to congressmen, uh, validate the idea, anything like that. Didn't really do that. So um, he ran into some difficulties. The first congressman that he went to in Massachusetts basically shot down the whole idea. I don't want this, not for me. So uh, Thomas Edison said, well, you're probably just behind the times. I'm gonna to go to Washington, I'm gonna to talk to the real Congress people there. Well, it didn't go too well either. So one of them said, and I quote, young man, this is exactly what we don't want. The minority members want a chance to speak their opinions when they vote, and your invention would destroy their only opportunity to influence legislation. Ouch. Thomas Alva Edison's brilliant idea was actually going to hurt democracy because the minority would no longer be able to voice their opinions and influence others. So as the story goes, Edison went back to Boston. He was kind of crushed. And thereafter, he made a commitment to himself. The commitment was this. He decided to never again spend time on any invention not certain to have commercial demand. As we know, he invented the light bulb, right? Prior to inventing it, he made sure to see that the product, the customers, the price, the cost of delivery, everything related to producing the light bulb was going to be valuable and going to be valued by some people, right? He studied gas lamps, the costs of gas lamps, the cost of the gas distribution for the gas lamps. He studied everything. By the time he started producing his light bulb, he knew there would be demand for it. Was he perfect? No, later in life, he did something incredible. He built mass-produced cement houses that no one bought. And you'll never believe this, he built a talking doll that totally flopped. So he himself uh, forgot his own principles that he learned early in life to um, 
basically make sure that there's customer demand before building something. So that's our story here about a young Thomas Alva Edison. And I'm going to tell a story um, about how we do things at Industrial Logic, right? We've been slowly but surely making ourselves more and more modern in our agile implementations. One of the things I learned years ago was from uh, my friend Laura Klein, who is a expert lean UX practitioner and author and amazing person. And I learned from Laura a technique which we now call the feature fake. Okay? And I don't use this all the time, but it's actually uh, useful at certain points in time. So here's what I learned. If you are not sure you want to build something, fake it. Make a fake version, put it somewhere, and see if anyone cares. See if anyone clicks, see if anyone does anything. All right, so here's the story. I was at a conference. I heard the CEO of Intuit talking about a really cool feature of TurboTax. When users of TurboTax are filling in their tax forms, they might have a question about one little itty-bitty part of the tax form. And rather than wait for an Intuit person to respond to one of their questions, they can chat with other users of TurboTax right there on the form. And it may so be that another user may say, oh yeah, I know about that, that's this, that, and the other thing. Users helping each other. Interesting. I thought, wow, maybe we should build that into our e-learning software. As you may know, Industrial Logic has produced e-learning software for about 10 years now. So I came back to our office and said, this would be super cool to build. But at that point I knew it probably would be a complete guess that people would want it, right? And why invest valuable money and time in a feature that I'm not even sure anyone wants, right? That's not modern agile at all. We wanted instead to experiment and learn rapidly, right? The goal was to make people more awesome, make our students more awesome by having the ability to do an instant chat on a web page. But wasn't sure. So I said, let's how do we experiment and learn rapidly? And Laura Klein's feature fake idea was perfect. Here's what we did. On every page of our e-learning, we put a message that said, 16 users from four countries are online right now. And then a hyperlink, join the chat. We just slammed it into the web template, put it up and said, we're gonna have 100 people look at it and get some data and then immediately take it down. So it wasn't online for very long. And we allowed people to opt out. If they clicked on the link, join the chat right now, it brought up a dialog box. The dialog box said, the new group chat feature may be available soon. How likely would you be to use it? And there were buttons for unlikely, neutral, and likely. And again, you could just X out of the dialog box. Okay, so 100 people saw it. 22 of them clicked on it. And out of the 22, only six of them actually pressed the button that said, I would be likely to use that feature. We took that data, and by the way, from idea to getting the data, right? From idea to putting it into production, getting the data was about two and a half hours. Two and a half hours to figure out that not enough people would really want this feature. This is being capital efficient. This is being high speed. This is implementing Modern Agile's principles of experimenting and learning rapidly, delivering value continuously into production so I can learn from my experiment, and ultimately deciding that, you know what, it's not safe to build this feature because it's not going to make anyone awesome. Most people don't want it. 
You see all four principles of modern Agile there? We were frugal and safe by not investing a lot of time in building a feature that we didn't even know anyone wanted. It was a guess. We also were very safe in our process for experimenting and learning rapidly, right? We just got things into production really quickly, learned, and took it down. This is a modern Agile story, okay? And I'm telling this because, like Thomas Alva Edison, right, we needed to validate. We weren't validating the entire product, we were validating a feature. But this is what you need to do to move rapidly and not waste your time on things that no one wants, like the legislation uh, you know, device that, that young Thomas Alva Edison got his, got his patent for. Um, you need to understand your customer too. Now, did Thomas Alva Edison really know his customers? Did he really understand their needs before he built his, his legislation device? I'd say he didn't, right? Um, similarly, whenever you're creating something, whether it's a book, a joke, um, a movie, a video program like this, or a piece of software, you need to understand who your customers are and what they want, right? What their needs are. You need to get out of the building. We'll talk about that in another episode. You need to get out of the building, spend time with them, understand their needs before you guess what they really need. So I'm going to finish this uh, show today with a question. This question comes from John Cutler from Santa Barbara. John, thank you for your question. His question here today is this. I've heard Modern Agile described as getting back to the basics and modernizing. Is it both or one or the other? Thanks for the question, John. And please, if you all have questions, submit them in some social media gathering uh, and just use hashtag Modern Agile Show. Okay? We will answer them. So, John, the answer to your question is both. Um, it is a return back to the early days of the Agile movement, which really took place in the 1990s. And in those early days, we focused on lightening up, right? Waterfall was very heavy. Analysis, design, code, test, very slow, burdensome work that we just felt we needed to move away from to move more rapidly, right? So Agile was a reaction to that waterfall process. And in the early days, it was a great relief to not do all those things and just move rapidly and learn rapidly. Okay. Now, since those days in the 90s, things have gotten a little more complicated in the Agile world. People have invented new practices, new tools, new frameworks, and we've kind of gotten a bit more bureaucratic and burdensome, even though that was the goal was to get away from that. So. Modern Agile is returning to being a lightweight method, right? We're four principles in Modern Agile, right? Make people awesome, make safety a prerequisite, experiment and learn rapidly, and deliver value continuously. Four principles. And our goal is to figure out how to implement them in whatever endeavor we're doing, okay? So another thing to say too is don't forget, Agile began in the software field. Modern Agile very much is related to any kind of basic human endeavor, a service, a product, anything you're trying to do like that. So is it modern? Is it old fashioned? It's both. The modern part of it is, wow, all kinds of cool ideas have helped us become faster. 
like the feature fake concept. I didn't know about feature fakes when I was first doing this stuff. I learned it from Laura Klein. A lot of new, new techniques, new practices have come along that have indeed made us faster, better, smarter, uh, more capital efficient, right? We're going to be talking about a lot of those techniques on this show. That's the modern part. Going back to the future or go back to the, to the 90s is the lightweight part. Don't forget, Agile was always meant to be lightweight, not heavy, not bureaucratic, not filled with accounting for all these things that you do. It was never about that. It was about high speed, satisfying work that delivers awesome value and makes people awesome. That's our show. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate those of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um, awesome, thank you. And if you have questions, again, please ask them with the hashtag ModernAgileShow. What else am I forgetting? Go to ModernAgile.org. Check out what we've got there. We've got all kinds of uh, articles, videos, book recommendations. Now you can buy Modern Agile stickers. So if you want a sticker like this one over here, you can buy one. Um, and thanks again for watching.